0: Good morning, faithful followers. How are we doing today? Happy Tuesday. Did we have a good weekend? Uh, It was Father's Day. Did you guys call your dad and tell him how much you appreciate him? I certainly hope so. Uh, I had a good weekend. Went out bowling with a couple girlfriends. That That was quite fun. Had a great time until 9 o'clock when they shut all the damn lights off with, like, no warning. I mean, seriously, we're in the middle. We're in, like, the third frame of our game. And all of a sudden, boom, the lights are off. We're like, whoa. All right, time to go. <laughs> we're done. I mean, I guess midnight bowling starts at 9 here, which is odd. And especially with no warning. That was just craziness. Um, but we had a good time. And, uh. You know, hopefully going to do it again because it, it really was a good time. Um, so on Friday, when I talked to you, I promised that I was going to start an educational series of the, about the different eye conditions. And I know that uh, learning about medical conditions can be kind of boring. So I promise I will try to make it entertaining. Um. You know, and and you know me, I've got a story for everything, so there's always, there's going to be stories thrown in, so don't worry about that. Um, But I want to start off by reminding you guys, um, we did talk about it before, um, but I want to um, discuss the the definition of being legally blind, uh, because I think that that's a term that people don't really understand, and... You know, what's what's funny about that is you would think that that's a, a medical term, right? But really it's not, because it's the government that determines um, the, the criteria for somebody being legally blind. Because the whole point is that, number one, it's a disability, and so people that are blind can apply for Social Security disability benefits and the government is the one that determines whether or not you're eligible. So they have set up these uh, guidelines or whatever that are, you know, the the criteria that need to be met in order to be considered legally blind um, in order to collect disability and other benefits, things like that. Um, So it's really not... uh, It's not a medical term, to be honest. It's really not. Um, Now, if you're completely blind, you can't see any light. You can't see any, you know, shapes, objects, anything like that. Um, With uh, eye eye disorders, (laughs) um, about... There's only about 15% of those people that can't see anything at all. So um, being legally blind just means you can't see much. Um, and, and right, it it's about 1.1 1, 1. 1 million Americans right now are, are legally blind. And so, so real quick, let's just say... Okay, I'm getting this from WebMD, so you guys are free to look this up if you'd like. Um, excuse me. People with what's considered normal vision is 20-20. And all that really means is that if you're standing 20 feet away from something, you can clearly see that object that's 20 feet away. Okay? Hence the 20 20, right? So if you're legally blind, your vision is gonna be twenty two hundred or better in, in in your best eye. I'm sorry, in your better eye. Or your field of vision, which is how far out you can see this your peripheral, uh, it has to be less than twenty degrees. Okay, so that would mean that. If something is 200 feet away from you, you would have to go stand 20 feet from it in order to see it clearly. So, 2200. So, that person that has 20-20 vision can see that object at 200 feet away, whereas you would have to go to be 20 feet away. So, um, like I said, there's... There are several different kinds of eye conditions, um, macular degeneration, glaucoma, cataracts, um, all kinds of things like that that can lead to legal blindness. Um, And, you know, there are some that are definitely more aggressive than others And there are some that uh, people have lived with some eye conditions for, you know, their whole lives without it having much effect on their life other than needing glasses. So, you know, there's such a broad spectrum of conditions and, and symptoms and treatments and, you know, so really I can only touch on a few or we would be here forever. And I'm not trying to bore you with all that. Um, so what I'm going to do is I am going to talk about the most commonly known um, eye conditions and and we'll go from there. Uh, so as I go, you know, if you guys end up with any questions, make sure you hit me up and, and I'm happy to answer any questions that you guys have. Um, so first off, we're going to talk about RP, retinitis pigmentosa. Why? Because that's what I have and that's what I know the most about. So, that's what we're going to start off with. You know, that way you guys think I'm all kinds of brilliant and everything knowing all this stuff. You like how I work that? (laughs) Anyway. So, we've got retinitis pigmentosa and it's more commonly known as RP. So, that's what I'll call it from here on out. So, what is RP? Well basically your retina is the back lining of your it's the back wall lining your eye and it's made up of cones and rods and um, those control light and dark and color okay so about 200,000 cases per year are diagnosed and uh, symptoms usually begin in childhood but can, you know, come on later at night. I mean, at night, sorry, later on in life. Um, and one of the very first symptoms is uh, a loss of night vision um, or you know, just not being able to see in low light. Uh, another is your decreased um, Peripheral vision, which is what they were talking about when I said uh, 20 degrees, um, that's your peripheral vision, and it's, it's just how much you see out of the sides of your eyes, and RP causes uh, significant tunnel vision. Your retina is made up of two kinds of photoreceptors. Um, they're the rods and the cones, okay? They're, Those are photoreceptors, which is basically how you see things, okay? So, the rods uh, basically control how much vision you have in low light. Your rods try to focus in the light, okay? And your cones are what is responsible for your color vision and your visual acuity. Visual acuity is the 2200 or 2020 or whatever and that's just basically how far you can see and how clearly you can see um, and so for me I do not have rods my retinas the rods are just completely deteriorated and the cones are mostly shot as well so um, I don't see at night. I don't see in low levels of light. Um, I can see color. However, I cannot differentiate the colors. Um, I can only see directly in front of me. My visual field is at um, two degrees. So really, I can only see directly in front of me for the most part. Um, There are spots in my eyes where I can see farther, you know, on the sides. But uh, I was told it's described as like a donut and people just keep taking bites out of the donut, right? So um, where the people have taken the bites are the spots that I can see. I don't know, that's how it was explained to me, and it it seemed to make sense at the time. So, you know, we'll go with that. (laughs) Now, one thing I learned in, you know, because I didn't want to just come and talk to you and talk, you know, just talk. I want to make sure I have, you know, research to back up what I'm telling you, not just, you know, my experience. Because just like any kind of illness, um, RP affects People differently. Um, just as an example, when I was working, I knew people in the warehouse with RP that uh, wore their sunglasses in the warehouse because they thought it was there was a glare. And but to me, it was so dark in there, I couldn't. And everything was like the sh- same shade of gray, so I I couldn't wear sunglasses. Um, so you know, it just it affects everybody differently. Um, but, but basically, um, RP, it's, a, it's actually a group of genetic uh, disorders that end up breaking down the cells in the retina, which are the cones and rods, which is what we discussed already. Um, and the, the retina is just basically the light-sensitive tissue. It's in the back of the eye. Um, And, and so when it's damaged, uh, you know, the, and it starts to break down and deteriorate, then, then the more light you're going to need to be able to see, um, it's, it's actually, it's actually considered a rare disorder because of the fact that, that, um, only, well, they say only, and I think that's a lot, but 200,000, uh, people a year are diagnosed with it. And, and I feel like that's a lot, but, but they consider that rare. And in my case, I, you know, it's genetic, but we don't know where it came from. Uh, you could do testing and things like that. Um, I think you could do the d- genetic testing to see where it where it comes from uh but it it, it's it can be uh what is it the dominant and the recessive right so it could just be that everybody in my family was a carrier um of the disorder and i just ended up you know being the lucky winner um so, uh, hold on one second. Sorry, I was reading. Interesting. Um, anyway, so like I was saying, there's so many, there's a bunch of different symptoms and it affects everyone differently. Well, it affects people differently. Um, but the most common uh, feature is that it, it gradually da- breaks down um, the rods in your retinas. Um and the, well, and the cones as well. But for me, I don't have the cones. No, I don't have the rods. See, it's so confusing sometimes. Anyways, so so that's what happens. Basically, is it just how that manifests itself um, in a person's vision is different. But that's the the basic um, thing, I guess. I don't. Know. That's basically what it is. Is it just breaks down those those rods and cones, and then it uh, and then it it deteriorates your your vision in dim light. It deteriorates your peripheral vision, and everything just kind of closes together. I was told once that that if you looked through a straw, if you looked straight ahead through a straw with a piece of saran wrap over it, that's how a person with RPCs. Just tunnel vision, blurry, nothing real defined, um, nothing real brightly colored, none of that. Also, not all forms of RP will affect your uh, your cones. Um, and it's actually less common in women. So, woohoo for me. Um, it, it usually... I mean, not usually. It always affects uh, the rods. And that shows itself... It manifests itself in night blindness. Um, also... Like, if you're outside and it's really bright and sunny and you go inside to the movie theater or to, you know, a, come into a dark house, it takes a long time for your eyes to adjust. It just doesn't, it, it can't go back and forth as quickly as, you know, people with no RP. Um, but... You know, it eventually, you know, your eyes your eyes will adjust. It just and it takes longer and longer as, um, as the the disease progresses. And then, of course, as you know, it progresses more and more, and more of the cells die. Then the tunnel vision um, starts to happen, and, and the peripheral just starts to deteriorate, and and that definitely uh, sucks. Um, so, so this, these forms of RP that I talked about where it causes, um, the night blindness and the tunnel vision, those, that's called rod cone dystrophy. Okay. I don't ever hear that used. Um, but that's when it's, when it's, uh, Destroying more of your, your rods, it's called rod-cone rod, co- uh, rod cone dystrophy. But then there's also cone-rod dystrophy, which affects the central vision, which is, I think, much less common um, than the people with the tunnel vision. Um, but they can experience, people with the, the cone-rod dystrophy can um, can experience... The loss of their central vision only having the peripheral and that can't be corrected with glasses or contacts lenses or anything of that um, and with with that the losing of the cones um, it causes disturbances in color perception which is like I said what I have um, and as the that progresses in in cone rod dystrophy then the the rods start to deteriorate and then comes the night blindness and the peripheral vision loss so it kind of goes opposite which i didn't know this really um i didn't know that it could flip-flop like that and that that was actually two different forms of rp and i don't know anybody with uh cone rod dystrophy um, all the people with RP that I know have, have uh, rod comb. So it's, it's interesting um, learning, even learning, you know, my own disorder is just, it's interesting. Um, and like I said, most of the time, uh, it's noticed in kids. I was diagnosed when I was four, Um, and that didn't stop my parents from running me into a pole when we're going to, oh my gosh, have you guys heard this story? Have I told you guys that? I told you, I always have stories. So I'm going to, uh, uh, my first grade parent teacher conference, right? Of course it's, you know, after hours. So it's night and my sister went to go play on the playground And my parents were each holding one of my hands, and we're going walking to the classroom. I can't see a freaking thing. Next thing, I don't know, bang, my face hits a freaking pole. My nose is gushing blood everywhere. Oh, my gosh. And, of course, you know, there's other kids there because it's not, you know, parent-teacher night. It's got everybody coming, right? So there's other kids running around. I know people saw it, and, you know, I don't remember exactly when I started getting bullied in in school, but my guess it was right around the time the kids saw that happen <laughs> because I, it was it was terrible, it was terrible. Um, yeah, it's 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 interesting, um, because I'm I'm as I'm reading, you know, I'm reading that RP is inherited and all of this. It's it's um. It, it, there's nothing external that caused it, like no injury or any other illness or anything that caused it or anything like that. But it. But I am also I also read that um, doctors can see the first signs in kids as early as the age of ten, which is really weird since I was diagnosed when I was four. Uh, I think I have a, had a more I have always had a more severe case though. Um, my parents originally thought I was totally blind, and so, you know, that would be, uh, you know, that would be a good indicator, <laughs> you know, um, so, so they did, they took me in early, and, and got me in early, um, so I don't know where it came from, um, it, it, it is linked to, like I said earlier, a recessive gene, um, that both parents have to have. So if, if only one of my parents had the recessive gene, it wouldn't have mattered. So, um, but, uh, dominant genes and genes in X chromosomes. So women, well, not necessarily women, um, but there have been dominant genes in those that have been linked to RP. And, and in those cases, only one parent passed, passed it down. Um, in, in, in some cases, it has caused the disease to... People without a family history of it um, have been known to to get RP um it's it's it, when it's when it shows up like that it's usually in other um illnesses other what are those called syndromes or whatever um and it gave some some diseases that I'd never heard of like um kern syndrome and uh Basin something, corn Cornswig, I think, uh, it's hyphenated. I can't remember exactly. But if you have other diseases, other syndromes, other conditions, you could end up with RP. And, you know, that's not uncommon. I mean, that's it's not as common. But, it, you know, the whole thing... Common and rare is subjective, I mean, really, if you think about it, because I don't consider 200,000 people a year rare. I would consider 2,000 people or 200 people rare, but, you know, like I said, everybody's different, and all the the, the numbers, you know, they are what they are, and there's no treatment for RP, there is no... Um, no cure, no surgery, none of that at this point. However, you can slow the progression by taking, you know, vitamin A and um, other supplements um, that, that actually can help to slow the progression. And I've done really well, obviously, that, you know, when I was a kid, I remember my doctor, Dr. Slaney, <laughs> um, he um, had projected that I would be totally blind by the time I was 18. And he was so wrong. You know, I've, I've been very blessed and been able to hold on to my vision this long. And, you know, none of my kids have it. Um, so, you know, that makes me happy. And, you know, there's places that you can go that you can try on different simulator glasses, and they simulate the types of diseases. And uh, I brought home a pair. When I worked in the state, for the state of Washington, we had some. And I brought home a pair for my family to try. And I think it was a real eye-opening, ha-ha-ha, no pun intended, experience for them because they, they got to see a little bit how I see. So, um if any of you would be interested in, in maybe some, I call it, blind sensitivity training, let me know. And uh, I'm happy to help you out. Same with the kind of O&M stuff. If you want to learn how to use a cane, learn how to get around, learn how to navigate, you know, let me know. Uh, send me an email at GarminNavigates at Outlook.com. Uh, visit the Navigating Life with Lara and Garmin Facebook page or visit us on Twitter at Garmin Navigates. And, uh, you know, let me know. Uh, Friday, I think we are going to cover macular degeneration. Woo, woo. Yeah, buddy. We're going to learn something, and we're going to have some fun. All right, guys. Until Friday, have a great week. And stay smiling. Stay happy. Find something in the day to make you smile and find someone during the day that you can put a smile on their face. All right, guys, have a great week, and I will talk to you on Friday.